Coming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Here we are, episode 200. What? What? Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. Two guys, we've never met in real life. We've just been doing this podcast thing for a while. 200 episodes, yowzer, I guess. My name's Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. How you doing? It's it, very, very exciting. It is, uh, what is today? today? It's All Saints Day. It's November 1st, 2020. Shh. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. The music is still going on, man. I'm feeling it. I'm digging it impossibles um we are two days away from the united states presidential election is that me or you it's you <laughs> no 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 the music yeah well I'm, i keep kind of bringing it up a little bit it's uh, oh oh <laughs> i didn't know if i was grooving i wasn't gro- i didn't know it was i thought it was hey but because i have trouble thinking when the music is i have trouble thinking all the time it's good all right gonna- let's do this let's just shut it off okay so it's gone All right. hey hey thanks episode 200 like a bang just boom. like it's exciting <laughs> i i really i mean the number of guests we have today i mean we don't normally have guests we've had a few but uh, we're gonna start off with a great one i mean i would you agree i would agree i mean he's just he's one of the few people that has met both you and i the only I mean, person you and i have not met in person we have not. The only person that that we know of, at least, that is the the common denominator that is that has met you and I. We so right. like in twenty sixteen, I guess we started speaking with each other back in the anchor V one days, and and uh, we you know we we've had conversations. We've and I you know we I, we could say we clicked, I guess, a little bit because uh, I was like out of all those people on there, I was like thinking I'm gonna I want to start a podcast. I want to start talking to somebody. And um, this guy, you know, he's he's got things. He's he's got stuff. <laughs> I'd like to speak to a talking. wild card, a guy who's gonna just no filter sometimes. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know what's gonna he's gonna say next. Yeah, I think yeah. is part of it. Uh, so all, all along the while with that, four years ago, I was thinking, okay, so he's in New Jersey, I'm in Iowa. I you know I travel for work, and and I you know I'm I'm gonna be on the East Coast pretty soon. That's that's gonna happen, and then uh, things happen. This 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 gets delayed, and that gets delayed, and something gets pushed aside a little bit, and then we get this fucking uh, coronavirus bullshit, and uh, it's it's just uh, it, you know it, it hasn't yeah. it hasn't it hasn't happened. Yeah. We, we've we've been social distancing. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Before right. it was the cool thing to do. Before it was the right thing to do. We're ahead of the curve with that. But, but uh, before that, you met a guy. Yes, I met. I met a guy, and and I'm going to tell you something. I'm fairly confident that uh, one of the very first reviews of our podcast was um, written by this guy who's met both you and I. And I don't know if I. I, I think uh, if you can if you can play. This podcast review, and then he can confirm whether or not it's him. Okay, so this is uh, it's not him saying it, or it's not me saying it. It's no, we're going to ask Siri, female Siri, United States female Siri, to to uh, read this stellar review. Okay, Siri, if you would. Move over, Malcolm Gladwell. Five stars. Like sitting in on a really compelling conversation. Entertaining, humorous. And you can't help from developing a caring attachment to these guys. 
Look forward to more. Three years ago, just meeting a DC. Okay, so guest, guest, will you please reveal yourself? Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Matthew Cunningham. I live in Washington, D.C., and I am the tie that binds, the only one that uh, we are aware of that has met both uh, John Michael, Craig, and Colin. Right, and I should say I have no excuse for not meeting Colin because Matthew and, uh, and, his, uh, and his partner, his fella, Oscar, met Colin during the pandemic. They physically distanced and met him. Is that correct? I wasn't correct. there. Yeah. That, yes, that that is correct. And when, when Matthew rolled away, uh, okay, so he had met Tori briefly. She she said something snarky to him. I can't remember exactly. It was like, "Who are you?" And and then um, went went into the house because she's at that age. Uh, she, and and Zoe, uh, who's two years younger, and uh, her her little buddy had um, kind of rolled up and and it's it, it, it saw the two of them as they. As they as they rolled off, they they, they got a glimpse, and uh, Zoe and and her and her buddy Sienna came up to me, and they said, "Okay," they said, "Who who are the uh, who are those two? They she they said the one guy looked like a model from Abercrombie and Fitch." <laughs> so I, I and that was Matthew I'm sure they were talking about um, yeah Abercrombie and Fitch model so yeah. I'm a white guy so there you are <laughs> which one? Oh, that's because right right I see I see it was the white guy um, not the brown fella I, I don't know that I should have said that like that I'm sorry Matthew you're you're really it's the heavy breathing I mean are you coming on to us I don't know what's happening here I don't it's like a prank phone call from like the 70s <laughs> the 1970s um not a guy in his 70s although it could have been a guy in his 70s in the 1970s so matthew have you we this is episode 200 have you listened to 199 episodes i have i look forward to listening to this one uh, okay well i want to play something i found this just before we started recording i found it here this is uh um, back in January 2018, almost three years ago, okay? And I'm going to play it real quick here. Just now. Just now. No, wait, I don't know. Never mind. No. This is a large group text, and I have no okay. idea what this is. Never mind. I thought it was someone else. It's, it's another dude. It's a, it's a local drummer dude, um, and I'm on a group text whenever he's playing out. Yeah, I was um, going to say, we should open up the hotline. I was talking about uh, the, the Twitter thing. Oh, wait. Like, oh, man, I didn't queue it up properly. I stink. Um, here, this should be about right. I do the, they used to do the pee strips and all that stuff, yeah. And yeah, well, Karen still manually, he still manually pricks his finger okay. and like takes the blood to test his uh, glucose levels because sometimes you're like, well, wait, this is really, let me check, is this really what it is? And uh, like I, said, like, I don't like pricking my finger and drawing blood. I'm not a fan. No, I, all time. no, I would not want to do that either. I don't think anybody would, but I guess you, like anything, you, you get used to it after a while, yeah. Sounds like where he's, where he's at, yeah. yeah I, I want to apologize for the last episode. I got a text from my friend Matthew, Matthew Cunningham, who's, uh, he listens, I think he listens to every episode. Yeah, he's, he's the one that, uh, I shouldn't say his last name, but he did text me one and said that uh, his new grinder name is going to be Kareem Abdul-Jakak. <laughs> I said it should be Kenny Coogan. But, uh. <laughs> okay, so now, Matthew, uh, I don't know if you were able to hear that. I, I put it on one and a half times speed because apparently for Matthew to listen to the show, he, he, his time is very important. So I don't want to even keep him on the show uh, too long because we have a lot of guests. But did you hear that? Do you remember that um, that text and what you said to me and what that I was about? Do. I've saved all my texts with you, John. You, you have, okay. But uh, because it, it was because I don't listen to the show, but I transcribed them all recently. So I quickly went into the transcription and, and put your name in, and then I found that early episode when I had referenced uh, 
Kareem Abdul Jukak, which is not a current story. It is a good grinder name, no doubt. Um, but it's uh, it's because uh, I got in trouble in the third grade for drawing a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and it Does looked like he had a. What's that? What was that, Matthew? Is your mom going to be on the show later? Um, my mom is not here, um, and and she refused. Unlike you, even though I had to twist your arm. <laughs> well, but you are correct i do listen to all episodes at one and a half times speed uh so as every all your other listeners have invested 200 hours i've only invested 150 <laughs> and and he's good at math <laughs> but what keeps me coming back and that my my review that i gave you guys way back at the beginning still holds true today the two of you are both genuinely uh compelling uh funny uh, and kind. Having met both of you and each of you in person, I can, I can attest that you are both incredibly generous and, and just real sweet guys. Real s- uh, straight guys. And as a gay guy, to meet two straight, uh, sweet, nice guys, I think that it, 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 it makes me smile. It, it gives me hope for everything, uh, the world, and uh, even two guys that haven't met each other, that they could have this friendship and this bond, I think uh, it's pretty neat. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tearing up a little right now. <laughs> I, I have a question for the two of you, though. A lot of folks they don't commit to something for this long. You've been doing this for years now, 200 episodes. Uh, what keeps you going, and uh, what do you hope to accomplish in the next 100 episodes? John, I, I feel like I'm on a stage and there's an audience, and I'm like, do I have to answer that? Well, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate your your loyalty to the show, even if you're doing it at one and a half times speed. And, uh, you know, the, I appreciate the review as well. Uh, but move over, Malcolm Gladwell. He's written six books. We haven't written one book between us. I just want to kind of... So I'll let Colin answer. Okay, I, well, sure, I'll let Colin answer because he may have an answer. I... <laughs> so, so uh, number one, um, I... I am truly appreciative of, of the idea that uh, that you stopped by and, and said hello when you were driving across the United States uh, for for a number of reasons. Uh, I love love road trips. The idea that people who take road trips, uh, Matthew. Uh, Matthew ended up uh, on the West Coast and bought a vehicle on the West Coast, and he and Oscar drove across the United States, uh, took in some of the most iconic. Uh, it sounds like things uh, that you can do as a as a as a tourist that's just driving across the the U.S. And uh, I, I love that about the idea that you guys did that. Um, and um, I thought you guys were both awesome. I really, really do. You, you, um, I, I I sensed. Uh, genuine uh genuine um just the you guys were good people compassionate people kind people uh the kind of people i'd like to you know have as friends and hang around with in in real life irl and um it it just it it made me feel so good about meeting you it really did Uh, and uh uh, i thank you so much for for stopping by uh and um, that's sweet but my yeah. question, you too. Yes, yes. Hundred <laughs> episodes. What's up? And what keeps you going? Um, you know, with this with this thing, for me, it's it's weird because, um, in a way, it's uh, in especially now, even though we've backed off a little bit on the frequency with with the COVID thing. Um, 
it's it's been sort of for me it's been sort of like a um it's been sort of like therapy you know if if i were to talk to a to a psychologist or a, or a therapist uh somebody every week you know a couple times a week however often people do that um i know that i'd be probably telling them about the same kind of things i'm probably talking about on the show and with, with john um i you know there's there's the the i, I it's hard for a lot of times, especially, um, I don't know, it's the, the, the hetero white guy thing in the middle of, 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 you know, Iowa, in the middle of the United States, where you, sometimes you have a, a hard time with friends just being genuine and just trying to... Um, just try to talk to somebody and, and have have a friend that that you can you can um, that you can download things to even if and and I know John doesn't always listen <laughs> <laughs> to the show or to Colin while we're recording the show it's terrible really or or even after you know sometimes yeah. we have this long conversation afterwards where I'm thinking um, I know we're talking to each other but um, it, it's 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 it feels good to you know I think for for me at least to to have the ability to just to let some of the let things out just to, to you know just you know uh, have some sort of a, a, a sounding board some somebody to that I know listens and and um, with John it's always it's intriguing to me because I I I had a bunch of relatives that um, my older one of my older brothers uh moved to the east coast and uh when he was younger and stayed there and i i've had um a lot of people that I knew lived on the east coast and um i've always um i've always been aware of the difference between that mindset and the uh, mindset of a midwesterner and it's uh we're we're all uh, you know everybody. Uh, I, I would say uh, I was going to say Americans, but I, I I think it's even wider than that. I think worldwide people, you know, we all want the best for for uh, our families. We want the best for our kids. We want the best for uh, um, the relationships that we have with with friends and family. And um, that said, if you apply those geographical differences, it it, it it it's it always comes to me as as a little bit a little bit different uh and um so sometimes we've we've you know we've disagreed uh, about things john sometimes uh, um looks at things in a different way than i do a lot of times we we do agree about um you know the outset of or or the, or the opinion that we might have about world views but um a lot of times john says things that make me makes me think he he gets into situations with his life that i think with his life and his kids that um if i were really judgmental and and if i was a, a um more of a dick than i than i am and i do tend to be sometimes i realize by listening to him that there is always a different way to look at something and i usually enjoy it when somebody pushes me off my position and makes me look at something in a, in a different way and i think why how could i have come you know how could i have come to the conclusion that i did without thinking about that so um i enjoy the back and forth i really i really do i and i'd i'd be uh i'd, I'd be uh remiss without it so um that's a long answer to a fairly short That's question. Incredibly kind and sweet. You two share an into a healthy male 
intimacy. Non-sexual, just like two guys that are... <laughs> hey, shut your mouth. You don't know. Shut up. You don't know what happens when the mics get turned off. <laughs> what, what you guys have is special. And uh, I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of those Trump supporter guys out there, they 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 think they're such tough guys, but they're really wimps. They need, <laughs> they need <laughs> no, listen, they need <laughs> friends, a friendship like what you guys have. You know, it's that for me, it's it's it has been a a it feels like it's it's been so quick to get here to two hundred, and at the same time, it feels like a lifetime because I think. Both Colin and I had wanted to do a podcast independent before we ever, quote unquote, met one another, right? Because Matthew, you can attest to this when when you and I met, when we were both on Periscope, the Twitter owned video streaming app before every social app had video streaming, right? Is that we started to talk to strangers and it started that we weren't even broadcasting, talking to one another. We were talking in a chat room with someone else on video, right? And so there's something that sometimes becomes easier talking to a quote-unquote stranger, right? Because you don't have a history. You don't necessarily have fear. I mean, and then if you click with someone like you and I and a few other people in our circle, you develop a friendship and an intimacy, right? And so then it becomes, and and I think you may be a little bit voyeuristic, Matthew, and I think that even you listening to the show, you kind of like that and keeping up. You know, you'll, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but that's what it seems like to me when you send me a text and be like, where is episode 193? It's been a while, you know, or whatever the case may be. And so I don't know how many people listen. I mean, Colin gets the the information, but the I've wanted to do this since i i want to say since 2004 right when i listened to the very first podcast i listened to it was just some guy in la who was like a mostly a stay-at-home dad but he was also an actor you know he would be like on like you know csi las vegas or whatever and and i would just listen to the guy. i'm like this is amazing i love this i, I would i want to do that i want to do it with my children but my children were two and kylie was a baby at that time an infant and for no reason I didn't do it for years and years and years. It wasn't until I met Colin that I started doing this. I, I, when we set out to do it, I didn't necessarily have a big plan or expect know where we were, were going. And it's not about a number. You know, I mean, you've said 200, you got to do something big. And I would have loved to have met Colin in real life, in person, but life kind of got in the way. And then maybe it'll be 250 or maybe it'll be 300 or maybe it'll be never. Right. And I think that that part of it is part of like the through line. The two guys, I mean, there are plenty of people in this world who have now never met because they know one another from different, you know, from like being a member of QAnon. Is that, can you, can you be in, that's how Colin and I actually met. We were early on, on 4chan, or was it 8chan? I can't remember. It's hard to keep up with the chans, you know, but uh, I don't know if I answered your question. I, I think, look, I would like it to become something bigger. I would like it to become, like, I don't want just Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. I want Unbecoming of Age, the book, you know, at least six books so we can have more different versions, you know. Um, you know, male vulnerability, you know, move over, Brene Brown. I want that to be your review. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's it. That's it, Matthew. I want more. Gay, not gay, I think is our is our. Can you do commit to giving us another hundred episodes? 
<laughs> we could do that in our sleep, and we probably will. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm Matthew. I'm good for I'm good for another hundred. I think I'm, I, I think so. Uh, you know, like I said, because I, I, uh, and I, you know, John's like over there going, "What? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm um, ready. I'm ready. I'm no, all on." Um, I, I get in this uh, I get in this place where if we haven't done one for a while and we've had you know for a while it was like we did a couple of weeks and uh, if we go you know into the when we get to about ten days I'm like I'm feeling like I haven't like I said like I haven't talked to my psychologist for a while and um, not that John has ever given me one iota <laughs> of true. good advice. Yeah. It, it, yes, it's very intriguing that a guy who doesn't think me gets you to think. That's that's perplexing. You know, so I'm I'm looking for a guy that's living in his pool house uh, with his uh, ex-wife in the in the house next door, um, and is uh, kind of bouncing around, wondering what he's going to do for his for his next gig. That's the guy I'm looking to for advice. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> should listen to me for advice. Nobody. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I never forget at one time John had six cats. Yes, <laughs> I, you know that was that was uh, pre pre the pre. I think sort. I think it was pre tour. Was it during the show? I remember you did, you had some cats and you 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 had a, at least a couple. Of I had two cats. Had. I still have two cats. I I can't talk because I'm dumb with all the with all the animals yeah, but, that I have. So yeah, I lived in a two bedroom apartment and uh, I took in a friend from college. Uh, quote, I use a friend loosely. I took in four of his cats and uh, they were all they were a bit of a mess and two of them did not get along with two of my cats and one was very old and very sick. It was a and I was not in I was not in a good headspace back then and uh, yeah, six cats, cat energy and my personality when I'm not even when I'm in a good space, not a good mix. My idea is that if you've if you've taken in cats from anybody that you're not having sex with, <laughs> there's there's an issue. Uh, yeah, there's an yeah, issue. It's yeah. I mean, I, I like animals, um, but I'm not the kind of guy that would help and rescue animals. You know what I mean? I would temporarily, and then I'd be like, "Here you go, there you go. That's for you." I don't. It was it was a challenging time, but yes, Matthew, you are you have a very good memory for things. What John's not telling you is he was fam- uh, Periscope famous. So no, I wasn't. Six cats. <laughs> oh, by the way, Periscope famous. I wouldn't call it Periscope famous. It was similar to maybe what drew you to me, Colin, and being like, this guy's a wild card. He's not like a lot of other people on this anchor, audio, Twitter, you know, uh, podcasting kind of app, is that I would just stream and I would get a consistent group of nine people. And anytime there were less than nine people, Matthew would be sure to call me out on it. <laughs> he would be like, you're slipping. So I wouldn't call it Periscope famous, but I would say that the few people that I connected with kind of liked me and or whatever or were compelled. But I, again, not definitely not. It's just, I don't know. Um, and I, 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 Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say I think that some in some cases that's enough. Yeah, you know the, the the nine people that really love you. It's it's better than uh, there are. I'm sure many many people on social media that uh, think they've got a, a, a lot more people behind them than they do. And when you have you know a few, you know we Matthews. Uh, um, unbelievably awesome i've i've had uh, a few other people that we've we've uh, touched base with along uh, through our little our, our little uh, journey here that have been uh, pretty incredible as well so um no, it's just uh, 200 is it's, it's, I, I'm, I, 
I don't know. It's, it's come pretty quick uh, in my mind. Uh, it's just um, even with the COVID thing, which has been a lot for all of us in so many ways, it's been a little bit of a slog, you know, because, you know, you've, I felt with, you know, in a lot of weeks that we've come along recently where it's like, okay, I know all of us are, are in a similar boat where we're like thinking, okay, uh, let's, you know, you, you think about, okay, I, I want to do something. I want to go out and I want to, I, I want to, um, you're, you're wanting to just generally exist the way we were used to. And you're hesitant because you, you can't do things and you don't do things the way we did. And uh, so therefore, uh, maybe because I've sat around for a couple of weeks and not done too much, I, you know, it's like, you know, what am I going to do a podcast about? You know, I wouldn't. What, yeah, that was, I agree with you. That's one of the been the more challenging thing. I don't know how many times can I talk about masks and going to the grocery store? You know? Yeah. Yeah, which is all we're doing, you know. Oh uh, well, if, if for a while that was that was the thing. I mean, I'm going back to work, you know, on TV shows again, and I'm working on that TV show Pose, which is some FX show that may be going into its fourth season, and I've never seen it. Uh, but uh, it's I, I think it started about like late '80s voguing. I don't know, you know, the kind of they had these rooms, these ballrooms, and they had these contests. It was like a battle, like a dance battle. Is that right, Matthew? Listen, uh, I'm going to go, so you guys can do <laughs> You didn't even want to do it. No, come on. I, I, I just want to talk to you. The other guests can wait. You're uh, the most you important. Make way for your next caller. M- wait, 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 wait. Can I ask you just one question? One question. You asked us the question. What would you, as a listener who left a very you know, positive review, expect or hope for other than the possibility of us meeting? What would you hope for, for with I, this show? I'd, I'd like some of you. You do some of these shows on camera. That'd be fun. So. Mm, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. We, I just don't know if there's um, the right way to do it yet. The technology is there, but we haven't really played around with it yet. Very good. Uh, but whatever medium you find, make sure I can play it in one and a half times speed. <laughs> the video, that's happening more and more. I noticed that Netflix has put it in. Uh, even with the video stuff on Spotify, they've got it there. So uh, it, it's looking like that's going to be a, a real big possibility for you in 2021. Uh, you have something to look forward to. Beyond that, I don't think there's much to look forward to. Come on. But on half of all your listeners, uh, thank you both so much, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, thanks for bringing joy into our lives, <laughs> and uh, know that we all care about you, and uh, thank you so much. Do, is there a group? Do you know the other people? Can we? Can I find out more information about them? Can you send us a spreadsheet with a breakdown of the demographics? Thank you both for having me on. Uh, and uh, do I stay on the line to collect payment? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's the check is in the mail. Matthew, um, thank you. Seriously, I, I'm from the bottom of my heart. I, I mean that. Uh, I think you're you're awesome. And uh, when this COVID shit, I remember you telling me outside uh, the outside my house by the tree that got blown over recently by a big windstorm. Uh, um, that uh, you thought this was about all over and we should just, you know, we're, we're, we're about done with this. And I remember thinking to you, yeah, I, I think so. I think you're right. You know, I'm, I'm about done with it. Uh, I, I, it's going to get over. It, it's, <laughs> it will be over. And I'm, I am as serious as, as I'll get out. I would love to uh, 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 at some point uh, hang out with you and Oscar and John and all of us uh, have. He, uh, he has a big house. He has a nice house in, in, in Washington, D.C. 
I, yeah. Even if he has a you know small house, I don't know, whatever. Let's let's just have drinks. Let's, let's <laughs> he and Oscar live in a tiny house in D.C. It's a three hundred square foot tiny house. Well, I've known Matthew for a long time. If he lived in a tiny house with one of with the guy he was in a relationship, it wouldn't work out well. It wouldn't. He wouldn't do well. I I I promise you that. Colin, it will get better. Uh, tomorrow, Oscar and I were going up to John Hopkins University. Uh, we have an appointment to start the uh, was it the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine trial. Really? No kidding. That's that's exciting. So you're going to be a part of uh, as being one of the uh, guinea pigs. Is that what it I'll is? Be a guinea pig, Hap- willing and happily. Yeah, no problem. So awesome. Light thank at you. At the end of the tunnel, we'll get through this. We will, we will, and I'm, I, if that's the case, thank you, thank you, for thank you for your vaccine service. Thank you for not being an anti-vaxer or an anti-masker. Would you, would you guys do me a favor? Um, I, I think both of you guys should stop somewhere and buy some really kick-ass camouflage something before you go, because um, we should thank you for your service. And um, when I see people in camouflage, I'm just compelled to thank them for their service. So. Um, Get, get something kick-ass camouflage and wear it because you deserve that. Proudly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, Matthew. You too. Okay, it's going to get, I mean, it's going to get, that was great, but it's going to get better. Wait for these other guests, Matthew. Next one's McConaughey, right? <laughs> He's promoting that book. <laughs> All right, Matthew. Oh, right. uh, yeah, I have, I have. Me too. Thanks for, you know, that public service. The good good way. The good way. (laughs) (laughs) Not the good way. Not the bad way. It's a dip. There's there's no good way this year. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Saturday Night Live last night, John Mulaney was on, and in his opening monologue, he was saying, on Tuesday, you know, John Mulaney, who's like, sounds like an old Italian guy, and he's like, it's, uh, I'm going to fuck it up, but it was just the, he's like, uh, contest between two old men two old men are running one old man will win it was a pretty good way of of explaining what was going to happen on tuesday oh that's good that's good looks like matthews is he gone is he gone is he gone okay he when he called when he talked to me earlier he didn't really want to do it and he thought that we were gonna like i don't know um just make mincemeat out of him and uh, he texted me. Um, Thank you for having me on. Oh my God, you two talk so slow. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I was going to bring that up because he, yeah. that's one of the first things he said to me was, uh, you, "You sound so slow." Because he'd been listening to right. me for one half right. speed for so many episodes. <laughs> but I, I got to tell you this: uh, when I heard him right aw- right away, he just—I don't know—the guy. I like. I like this guy. I mean, um, I. Uh, I really do, um, and and I got that that feeling uh, when he when he came by. He was so he and Oscar they they fly from D.C. to um, San Fran. No, no, they flew to San Diego, and uh, when he was in San Diego, seeing I think his sister, uh, he decided uh, that they would maybe they decided this ahead of time. I don't know, but he bought a car in SoCal. And then they drove the car from Southern California up the coast, did the whole up to San Francisco, up the up the the up Highway One, which is like f- this iconic, crazy fucking uh, drive. And then they came across. They they went through. They visited um, national parks, uh, did the whole uh, you know. Let's go through um, all the big things in the United States, and and well, through all of that, 
stopped by and said hello. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But he was he was convinced when he came by that uh, you know shit's about over. Let's just let's just yeah sure. Let's move on. And I was too. I was like, yeah, seems seems good. Right. We were a couple months into it at that point or three. I don't know. I don't, right. Know, it was May. It was May thirtieth. I I just saw the text that you had sent me the photo of the two of you guys up in front by that tree. Yeah. So. Yeah, the tree that is no longer. So, um, hmm. the um, it was a big tree. Yeah, yeah, the big tree got blown over by the Doc. big big storm that came through. I the big derecho thing by the 140 mile an hour winds that came through. Yeah, both all our all our trees that got blown over. We, Rachel and I came tonight. We we uh, we were at this spot in 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 town where there's a there's a big uh, valley that you can go through, and it's it's a very wooded area, and we hadn't gone through there at night before and um it's probably because a combination of two things the 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 number of trees that were blown over and then the lack of leaves that just fell off the trees that that did exist but um when you came through this valley and looked off into the into you know the towards the uh the one direction or the other the amount of lights that you could see was just like crazy it was just like lights from people's houses and and uh, street lights and that sort of thing it changed the whole view of this of this thing when you drove through and in such a dramatic way it was just like she's like wow look at that she's like this has never looked like this before and i looked off and i was like that is just it's very very dramatic it really is but um yeah so we we sat there by this tree and we were both looking at each other and going he's going i think you know we're about done with this right because we're we're having this discussion should we should we how how far apart should we be standing and should we have masks on and i i was not particularly at that point concerned about a mask at all and um since then and i was mouthy about it i was one of these people that was like you know mass what what the fuck you know there's all these different stories and all these different viewpoints uh but since then i uh, i've you know i masked up a lot you know so now do i wear mass yes all the time uh, i'm trying to be the um you know the good soldier in the, in in all of this and uh because it doesn't make any sense for me not to but uh, I, I'm just wishing we could just move on, as sure. everybody else is. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I would wear a mask as well. You know, like I've said this, not when I'm running, but and now because I'm working again, and uh, you know, I've been tested twice in the last week. I was tested last Tuesday before I worked on Wednesday, and then I and I was tested again on Friday, and I got the you know the the nasal swab, you know. And so I, I learned that there are like multiple levels of the nasal swab. The first time I got one back in the summer, I, I did it on my own because, you know, my, my sister's son, my nephew, who's, you know, was like about two and a half, he, he wasn't feeling well and I was around him. So she wasn't likely going to get him tested. But I said, you know what, let me call my health insurance company. I did. And then I went out and I, and I went and I got it. And, and that was the deep nasal swab, right? So that was yeah, I, literally sit in the chair, close my eyes, tilt my head back, first nostril, my right nostril, no big deal. It was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I didn't even know it was there. And then uh, the left nostril jammed it up there, man. It, it, and, and it was, it felt like it wasn't like brain freeze. It was like painful and like like almost like a like a, a really bad sinus infection infection. But it was like it felt like being poked up in the brain, and I mean it wasn't. But that's what it felt like, yeah, and yeah. and it and it stuck with me for like two hours. So then I go in on Tuesday, and uh, you know I drive in. I'm into Brooklyn. I go to the testing site. Walk in. 
mask on, name, boom, within like three minutes. Okay, just go into there and they have these curtains up, you know, and they have these like divided, like three or four divided rooms with black curtains. And and so the the woman just got, the, and I was getting ready for it. And I didn't, she didn't even have me sit down. I was just standing up and she just put up and she like literally, literally just took the cotton swab and like right around the nostril, no nasal cavity, you know, no nasal cavity. And it was just, and I was like, okay, you're yeah, done? Yeah. And then she did the other side. I'm like, what? Now I'm real confused. I'm like, well, why the fuck did they do it so up there the last time? So then on Friday, yeah, um, a couple of days ago, and I, I, same thing. I was like, so I ended up talking to my friend Evan, who's a producer on a TV show, and he has to get tested. He and a lot of the people that work on the show have to get tested five days a week. And uh, so he basically said, the deep one is the most uh, accurate. And then I guess there's a mid, a mid nasal, and then I might have like the shallow nasal, which might be like point one. I didn't Google it, but it, but apparently there's. I, I I think the tests cost the same amount, but if you're getting tested five times a week, you can't get the deep nasal. Yeah, that's too I've invasive. Had, I've had I think six times now that I've had it done. Really? Why so many? Well, I've uh, the first time I was convinced I actually had it. I had coronavirus because I had, well, I had gotten that um, I'd gotten a vaccination for this shingles vac- vaccination thing, and um, nobody when I had the shingles vaccination thing really described the side effects from that and then what that might look like or you know what would happen or even that there were side effects that were like crazy and it turns out they very much mimicked um what was exactly what they would tell you coronavirus might look like because i had uh, fever i had uh, um, increased temperature i had uh, all sorts of stuff that was going on that really seemed to be uh you know that i thought i had it so that was the first one um i gave blood a couple of times uh you know just from the, you know, the American Red Cross type thing, I thought because all this stuff's going on, I'll give blood. So every time you get blood, they give you a a, uh, a test there, which is not the nasal thing; it's just a, a deep blood thing where they're testing you for the antibodies part of it. So um, yeah, nothing beyond what you would do normally giving blood. It just goes it goes along with that. So I've had that uh, a couple times. So that's three, and then I, uh, I've had a couple of medical, yeah, I've had, uh, I guess, three different sort of minor medical procedures that I've had stuff done where every time you go in now, every pretty much every time you go into any sort of a setting where you're in a, a, a doctor's office or a clinic type thing for any anything that's anything almost now they're testing you and because they can do it. And, you know, and I've had the deep thing done a couple times the deep swab thing which is upsetting it you know like they shove that thing up so far it's, it's like if it doesn't get you on the one side you know the other side like you said does and then i had um i've had um i think it's once or possibly twice where they did the um the lower swab thing which is yeah, you know, it's just smeared around. It's just like a little nose. tickling of the yeah. of the nostrils. Yeah, it's not, like. not bad at all. Not bad at all. So yeah, I've I've had yeah, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it done a while, or a few a few different ways, and uh, you know, so far, knock on wood, everything's okay. And um, I just wish, I just wish there was a new way for all of us to know. I I had a friend that I uh, was talking to this week that said um, a uh, a friend of theirs who was. Um, 
okay, so um, person that she was talking about, not quite 50 years old, um, female, um, a runner, um, like a marathon runner, serious athlete sort of person, uh, in really good physical condition, as far as they knew, zero pre-existing conditions that they knew of. Okay, so... Um, and had been in the hospital for like two weeks and had a lot of really serious um, like implications and side effects coming out of the hospital. Like the, the doctors were like uh, telling this person that um, this was going to be a long haul sort of situation and they were going to have to monitor her for uh, a variety of things for a while. And so um, I said, did she have, do you know, did she have vitamin D deficiency? deficiency and she said no I, I i don't know that if that was the the case or not i said did she, do you know what her blood type was she, no she doesn't know because you you know okay I, people aren't going to share that stuff very quickly but apparently you know the the o group of of blood people if you're o o positive that's that is, blood is, group is, is less less likely to have issues are you uh, are you o positive I'm O positive. Is that are you the universal donor? I think the universal donor might be something other than O positive. Okay. Um, but no, I'm O positive. But um, so O, the O blood group, I've read has less issues, and then um, the you know the vitamin D thing is is apparently huge. I went to the doctor for a just a basic checkup back in what was that um probably i think um may or june and i asked them about the vitamin d thing and they like kind of rolled their eyes at me like i was you know whatever you know they 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 weren't really they were they weren't telling me that i was nuts or anything but they weren't um they weren't supporting the idea about vitamin D, which I'd read some stuff about at that point that, you know, the, the vitamin D was a big thing. When I went back on a follow-up visit in uh, like two weeks ago, actually, um, because I needed a, a, a up, upgraded. Okay. So I had a, this shingles upgrade, the, the shingle shot thing. And then they upgraded it in October. When I went back in October, uh, for just the to get a, a secondary round of vaccination for the shingles thing, they said uh, there's there's a real good possibility that um, that uh, if you have vitamin D, it could be an issue with uh, you know with your um, you know with with the approach as to how we would look at things going forward with COVID. And I was like. Uh, okay what does that mean so i asked them again do you do you is this something you test for and they said no we don't test for it necessarily but you should absolutely be taking vitamin d as a supplement if you if you don't already uh and they gave they gave me this handout that had a certain you know depending on you know youth blah 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 they had different age groups how much you should be taking so they had shifted their focus over the course of and then my dogs are like oh, so is, is roxy there I, I think roxy's up in connecticut with Susie. Um. Yes. um roxy's not here but uh they they had definitely shifted their focus mm -hmm. and and decided over the course of uh three months between rolling their eyes at me to all of a sudden they're giving me a sheet of paper that says make sure you're taking this much vitamin d mm -hmm. so okay so i none of us know and that's the that's the frustrating part of, about it think a lot of it is that um if somebody okay they in iowa as an example recently 
because we have been uh, really, we've been kind of a hot, well, not kind of, we absolutely are like a hot spot in the, in the whole country right now. There's a lot of cases. Um, they have, uh, okay, so w- with all ca- these cases, they've been unable to really give us much more information other than the fact that there's a bunch of cases, okay, uh, okay, the cases are there. We know that primarily, they've said, they're coming out of nursing homes. The majority of the of the deaths in Iowa are coming out of nursing homes, like 60, almost 70% of, I think, of the deaths that occur in this state, which is the, the, the worst place, or was the worst place in the nation. It might not still be, but uh, we have had that honor recently. But most of those deaths, nursing homes. So it's people primarily actually over 80 years old they're 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 older than you would normally live under other life expectancies so they've made it made their way into a situation where you normally think they they'd be just dying of whatever cause but they're dying of their covid because it's there okay how are they dying of covid in a nursing home now already because we know so much about the fact that you, you, that that is likely to happen who the fuck is infecting them how are they able to affect them or, or infect them how it's, it's just kind of mind-boggling to me but beyond all of that okay with the spread we know it's it's aerosol and it's airborne and we should be wearing masks and and um we do have some, although I don't, we and I, we, we do not have a statewide mandate. We do have in most of the major cities, I think. And for the most part, people, people are wearing masks. Um, what else is involved? What the fuck? What should we be doing? You know, is, is vitamin D going to help? Is, you know, there's a lot of shit that they're not able to communicate or they're not able to tell us about, I guess, care, uh, apparently. I see joe biden on commercial saying if we all wear masks you know we can soldier through this i don't think that's the case i i I do think we should be wearing masks yes i do think so i think that's true but i don't think that's it i don't think that's all of it i think there's more to it and um what that is i don't know i I, it's, it's fucked up it's scary and then we've got an election and civil war and <laughs> well it, it seems that there there has been a recent study and it was in spain i believe with the vitamin d deficiency that uh, of 216 covid patients 80 percent of them had a vitamin d deficiency so i mean and there are other articles here and stories about it they're not concluding a hundred percent that vitamin d will help but it seems that it's being recommended like in the uk they want ministers to uh add vitamin d to common foods such as bread and milk now this is coming from the guardian um i don't remember which one is the more of the rag in in there but again i don't know you know adequate levels of vitamin d reduces complications death among covid19 patients this is from boston university in september you know so there are there are stories I, i don't know if there's enough of a sample section for them to draw the conclusion and where to go from there it's just we're getting to that point where you know i don't know how we should roll this information out and how it should be dealt with, right? Whether it's remdesivir or, or anything, right? Like, which work? What don't? Why do they work? Why do they work for some people that they don't work for other people, right? Like, I don't know that there's one catch-all way to do it. I mean, obviously, by staying as healthy as possible, not avoiding everyone, but 
physically distancing and wearing masks probably help. So you mitigate as much as you can and you try to get as many people on the same page as possible. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, you know, regardless of your politics, regardless of what you believe about science or, you know, I would, I would think that most people, not just in the uh, United States of America, but in many countries want to get back to some sense of normal whatever that may be you yeah. know and and so because things still aren't normal you know and 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 i'm thrilled to be back to work you know i'm not i don't like wearing a mask while driving because i wear glasses and it fogs up my glasses right and i didn't i don't and i've looked up how to fix that it's there's nothing that I've figured out, you know. So when I start working, I might wear my contact lenses tomorrow and bring my glasses as backups because I have a warm, you know. But again, I don't know what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fucking long winter, but it's going to be a longer week because of the election. I believe over 90 million people have voted. And I, I don't know what the laws are in different states. It's, it's, gonna, it's just possibly going to be a shit show, likely going to be a shit show on Tuesday. I don't think that in any in any manner we're going to find out by Tuesday who who won. I think that uh, well, certainly not on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll end up with some situation where it's elongated, and uh, hopefully it, it's either hopefully it's either a landslide or or um, if there's maybe one state that's contested for whatever reason and whatever in every let's say it's pennsylvania if if pennsylvania is contested we can come up with a way to pretty quickly figure out what the what the situation is there and and overcome it in a quick manner without things getting getting weird because i have talked to people about this and you know yeah it's it's joked about a lot uh you know the idea that you know are we going to end up with a civil war uh you know is, are we going to have they are is there going to be violence that pops off and and it, you know, things that happen because we, we don't know uh certainly possible um but um i i guess we we my in my my hope is that it's, it comes down to maybe one state that has whatever sort of issues and we can sort through those quickly and figure it out and move on. Um, there are situations that are scary as fuck, but there are situations, I think, where um, if shit doesn't get worked out, it could get ugly, and uh, none of us want that to happen. So we, we're fucked up. We, and when I say that, um, I'm... I'm not pointing fingers at one group or the other. I just think we we've fallen into this weird situation in this country where where um people are so um close-minded about the idea that uh the other the other team uh, whoever the other team is may have a point uh, may have a, a, a even a viewpoint that whether or not you ever ever agree with it or ever or ever acknowledge it um that you should be able to part as friends and that you know that's kind of like the backbone to me the backbone of america was the idea that uh we could have 
somebody that thought one thing and somebody else thought something else and uh, sorry for my little my phone's just popping off like crazy but um you know the idea that we could have people uh, you know disagree to disagree and and uh, still be still be friends still still not um you know want to um cancel or eliminate somebody else because they they think something else is different and when it comes down to it i think for the most part everybody you know depending on um what it doesn't matter what your affiliation is politically people are thinking their their initial what i'm saying is their their initial idea is that they want to help somebody else get to something new but they but they think that um their their viewpoint is their their way of doing it is the only way to get there and uh, that's it never ends up that way, you know. So for a Republican to say trickle-down economics is the only way for this to happen, or you know, we got to give business. Actually, there is no such thing as trickle-down economics. It's, yeah, but um, the the idea that we could have we're going to let businesses do what they can do and free markets do what they're going to do, and and uh, that's the only way for things to exist. And for um, then for on the other side of things, for a, uh, a Democrat to say, you know, we've we've got to use um, you know some social programs and um, government programs programs and and uh we've got to give people money and we've got to tax people in a certain way to make that all of that happen or we got to um tax businesses in a certain way for all of that to happen are those things are, are either one of those viewpoints true or or accurate i don't know maybe are there are there probably for me it always comes down to is there some sort of uh middle ground that's probably the actual reality of the situation i always think it's probably the middle ground but um people are just willing to fucking throw down with each other over all this shit in, t- in today's world in a way and they don't want to they don't want to and some of that has to do with social media i think where we we um we're willing to we're willing to yell at our fight with somebody that we don't know and we're not face to face with and if we were to somehow be in a room where we're sitting in the same space and we're actually talking to each other and we're actually trying to work things out, it it would be a different a different place. That that's the hope I have. That's that's the belief I always have. That is if the that is if the people were were sitting together that it'd be a different conversation. But damn it, kind of the the world with the fucking crazies out there <laughs> kind of scares me. It really does. Yeah, I I don't live under a rock, but I try to avoid the crazies, you know, and the 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 very extreme fringe um belief systems, the the those who are not willing to uh agree to disagree and part ways and be like, hey, you know, I mean, yeah. I, neighbor to neighbor, family, friends, some people may be that way, but I don't know, I, I don't know enough people that argue like that. I mean, my mom told a story where she was at a gathering and there was a woman there that it was essentially a staunch um, Trump supporter who was saying, calling out anyone who was you know, anti-Trump and how they're idiots. And like, she was really rude about it, apparently. And my mom's a pretty sensitive person. And she, she is somewhat, she's more extreme than I am. I think she is in terms of her dislike and, and hatred for Trump's personality and who he is and how he talks. And, and, and so I, 
I've not gotten into it with anyone who's a Trump supporter. Now, it helps that I'm not on on, um, Facebook. I'm barely on Instagram. And while I'm... I, I'm fairly certain that I have neighbors who have voted for Trump or are more likely to support. I don't, but I've never really talked to them about it. It's it's not a matter of avoiding it. It's a matter of it's. I don't want to talk about the politics of it. I don't want to make assumptions about people I know. You know, because everyone has their personal reason for voting for someone, and it doesn't necessarily follow that you're a racist or you're this or you're that. Not at the same time, you have the the, the those the extreme supporters in in to the point of that. And again, it's it's a very strange thing for me. I work a job in a union, a very strong and powerful union, and 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 Trump is not, and the Trump administration are not supporters of unions. And at the same time, Trump has done an excellent job since two thousand and fifteen of talking to workers, working class workers in these states like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Michigan. And made them believe that he's on their side. Yeah, you know when it's again, it, it's a very strange thing to me, right? It that is. and and that's the part of it. In in and, and it's not about saying that Biden's better, better, and this, but I, there's there seems to be a more genuine. Yes, he's a politician. Yes, he's a politician for forty seven years, et cetera, et cetera. No, he hasn't done everything right. Yes, there have been other administrations, including the Obama administration, that have had policies that could be deemed racist and harmful to different groups of people, right? And so you, we're, but everything, and it's I use the word a lot, becomes very conflated. Right, because people are cherry picking stuff that gets them that they, they and they put it all together. And Trump does it. Biden does it. They all fucking do it. And, yeah. and 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 I'm and I'm just at a point where it it's so rare in these days, and it has been for a long time that even in a um, even in local elections, and I'm not talking about you know uh, um, running for you know governor, Congress, for the Senate that are well, I'm talking like in my town I talked about it I think is the on the board of education it's a contentious and an awful nasty election like what the fuck you're running for the board of education a seat on the board where your children go to school and now you're fucking maligning someone and telling this person did this and this is what it's like are you you're a piece of shit I'm sorry you you really want to do that 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 badly like you that's it's broken right we in i don't know it's part of the two-party system i think you know that 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 creates it because you know it's you can't even you can't be a moderate or a left-leaning republican you can't be this you can't it's and there are it seems like there are plenty of one issue voters you know, whether it be abortion or whatever. And I'm just, I just, I just want to go to sleep and I want to wake up five years from now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I said that in 2016, wake me up in, on January 21st, 2020. And now I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, 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 it's worse in a very unpredictable way. 
<sighs> you know, I mean, you know, who, who counted on the Chinese virus? Or is it the Chinese virus? The China virus? The Kung flu? The, the, <laughs> remember a simpler time at the beginning of this where we just called it the boomer remover? The greatest generation? You're not the greatest generation. You can't even fucking survive this. Fucking vitamin D deficient motherfuckers. Just, that's a terrible thing to say. Uh, that's not a good way. See, I, we're almost done here. I don't want to end. It makes me sound like a really insensitive piece of shit. I just almost hit stop. There I know, I know. I, I, You know, it's okay if we end it there. But I don't think we should because I feel bad. Because Matthew thought we had new guests, more guests. He wanted more guests. He's like, you should have lots of guests. He was really, he was criticizing me on our phone call earlier when I had to convince him to do the show. I was like, no, we don't do production. We don't. We, we literally, we phone it in. He should know we're lazy and we don't want to, we don't want to, we really don't want to edit anything. And I don't know Matthew McConaughey. I really don't. <laughs> uh, Rachel, when when I've we've talked occasionally, I, you know, I said, "Well, John's working on on this uh, this show or that show," and she's like, uh, "Can she get or can John get somebody from that show on?" I'm like, <laughs> "Well, maybe he could. I don't know, but he's not going to ask anybody. Why would we?" <laughs> well, no, I, you know, listen, I uh, I don't know. I, I would. You know, the only guy I would even probably was like Louis Ozawa. Louis was the guy on. Did you watch Hunters, the show that I worked on? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he played Joe. Um, you know what else I watched recently that you yeah. worked on was that uh, the uh, Trollish. Oh, you watched that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did 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 you watch the whole thing? I watched all of it. Yeah. And what'd you think? I really, really enjoyed it. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, it was a courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah, it was a courtroom drama. It was okay. So, yeah. um, so I, uh, we don't have time for this now. But next episode, uh, uh, <laughs> let's watch the next one hundred with uh, the eighteen-year-old that we've adopted. Um, so there's oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. but timeouts. Hmm? What? Excuse me. Yeah, so there's a there's a uh, individual that's uh, been living here for um, for a little while. Y- uh, you told me a little bit about this after the show the last time we talked, or maybe we were I? just talking. Ta- yeah, I think Taylor? you you did. You started to tell me, but uh, but I I don't remember. Yeah, so wow, this Taylor, is new. Okay, Taylor, who's who's eighteen, and it's a it's a it's I, you know I. I will. Well, I'll tell the story of Taylor. Taylor's a, Taylor's a dude, and I know Taylor could. That's sort of a, a name that could be, uh, could be whatever gender uh, neutral t- name. Gen- gender neutral could go either so way. So, so Taylor's been living here, and and Taylor's a, 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 he's 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 uh, okay. He's he's uh, eighteen, and he doesn't know a lot about history. I guess we'll, right. we'll start with that as, right. as this assumption. So, we start watching this, and um, he knows nothing about anything related to this. And so um, he's asking me questions. You know, is this real? Are these real people? What is this about? 
when did this happen? And I'm explaining him the basics of, you know, it was in 1968, and in 1968, you know, there was the Democratic Convention, and Democratic Convention was going on. The people that are protest, protesting it and that are mad are, um, they're, they're like, you know, if you think now about people that are protesting and mad, it's the same kind of people, except they're protesting at the Democratic Convention, which seems really weird compared to today, because today, um, you think about, the, the Democrats, that would be the people that would be on your side. You wouldn't want to protest against them at their demonstration. But at that point, the Democrats were the people that were the warmongers. They were the ones that were still had us in Vietnam. They were the people that had um, really, um, the Democrats at that point were the, um, the people that were um, uh, against a lot of things re- regarding um, uh yeah, you know, the issues in the in the South that you know had all, all of the all of the human rights marches, all of the um, all of the um, slavery and all that sort of stuff that went on. Um, those were protests against the Democratic Party, which had been the party that was uh, you know that was in not, not so much I wouldn't say in favor of slavery or in flavor in 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 favor of of uh, things against black people, but it was the old school. The Democrats used to be what the Republicans are now. And so that's flip-flopped you know, over somewhere in the in the 70s or somewhere along the line. Um, some of those those roles turned around, and what was you know the, what the Democrats were, which was the Democrats basically were the Republicans, and some of that's flipped around. But in 1968, you had a protest and a and a march and rally, and and you were uh, pissed off at somebody. You were as as a young uh, you know as a young person who would would be. Liberal, if you were liberal, if you want to use that word, you were you were mad at the at the Democrats. Uh, you're probably mad at the Republicans too, but you were especially mad at that point against the uh, against the Democrats. He was like, "Oh wow, you know, he's freaked out about that." He's like, "What? What? I don't get it. When did that switch? How did that switch?" And so, I, you know, I'm trying to give him the the broad brushstrokes of of what that's all about, and um, I can tell he's like, you know, this is just like nothing and well, he said this is nothing i ever ever was taught in school this is nothing that they ever even came close to even approaching no nobody we we've never learned any about any of this right right and well and that's i think that's part of the challenge and even you know with you know not teaching about certain things you know in this history is it's not all good and and it's okay because I think that people and children, regardless of their age, you know, not you don't teach it in the second grade, yeah, but you yeah. can start you can start teaching it in the seventh or eighth grade maybe, and then by the time they get to high school, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it should be the sole focus, but the thing about that is history repeats itself. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it'd be like we've been here before. That's the thing about this. It's like you know, I we have been here before. In a different yeah. way. Right. You know, and it's not Twitter. It's not the news or the fake news. It, but it was a very different time. At the time, there was Walter Car- Cronkite. There were very few news outlets. And we turned to that and we were all glued to... I wasn't born, but soon after. We were all glued to our TV watching it when I was, you know, in the, you know Taylor's age. It was like three stations, basically. You know, mm-hmm. be prior to CNN, 
and then one CNN and 24-hour news cycle, and we have all these outlets now. So it's no surprise that an 18-year-old today doesn't know that because they weren't taught it in school. And unless they're interested in history, where are they going to find it? Yes, he could have found it on his own by looking it up. And so it's interesting that a movie like that, just watching that, be like, that's, that's true? And not all of it was true, by the way. I, I did the fact check afterwards because I was there was, uh, yeah, there was yeah. some of it like there's a scene with Dellinger the older guy who was right, the right. he was the pacifist he was the uh, conscientious objector who didn't serve in the war because there were the, essentially the Chicago Seven there were different faction there were the yippies Jerry Rubin and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen played the uh, what's his name. Uh, um, uh, Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. Yeah, and, and and it was like, and even the Black Panther, and 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 he wasn't involved with it. And he was only there for a speech, but it was the government railroading these eight people. It was the the judge and what how the judge behaved was fucking insane. I mean, if it were to happen today, it might even be worse. The protests that you have, if there were a judge who was that transparently biased. You know, on on the you know, the government side. You know, it's like they were railroading these guys, and yes. so. But it, it's but you watch it, and there are, and you could just tell it's so Aaron Sorkin, and there's these moments of like, wait, that guy hit the he he pushed the bailiff? No, he didn't. And sure enough, that didn't happen. But it worked well, and the speech at uh-huh. the end from Tom Hayden, the the compliant, educated school guy, wealthy, wealthy, white, privileged, that guy, and how he and Abby Hoffman, and he and Abby Hoffman were not as adversarial, you know. And, and just, it wasn't as bad. But it was played up for the script because it works for the drama, especially a courtroom drama. Right, right, but, right. Yeah, I, uh, but there's no one on that movie that I would have asked to be on the show. I mean, would I love to have Sasha Baron Cohen on the show? But yes, but as a character who pranks us, and we don't know it's Sasha Baron Cohen. And that, ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed unbecoming of age bonus content at unbecomingofage.com subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcatcher find us on social media at unbecoming of age and sometimes when we touch